the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your adversary, Peter says, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He's seeking to devour you. And if he sees you have a conflict and you're struggling with not forgiving somebody, he's got you. Satan is just looking for an opening in your life, just a little crack to get his foot in the door. And that crack often comes when you don't forgive. It's a lack of forgiveness. If you refuse to forgive someone else, Satan will take advantage of you. I guarantee you that. He will. And you will end up being a backslidden, bitter, angry Christian. That's where many Christians are at. They're angry over things done to them years ago that they have not forgotten, and they will not forget, and they will not move on. Hello, and welcome to Verse by Verse. This is Peter Silseth. We've been studying forgiveness over the past several days, specifically the reasons we ought to forgive. Pastor teacher Steve Kreloff will be concluding this series on today's class. Pastor Steve has been serving at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida since 1981. Some of the reasons to forgive that we've heard about in this series are that, in the first place, God told us to forgive. Now that's enough of a reason by itself. But as we have been learning, there are some great blessings involved as well. One is that when we forgive someone who has repented, we avoid discouraging them. Another is that when we forgive, whether that person has repented or not, we maintain our fellowship with the Lord. Disobedience to His commands breaks our fellowship with Him. Today, as Pastor Steve wraps things up, we will think about the terrible personal consequences we avoid when we choose to obey the Lord and forgive people who have hurt us. Some people say they can't forgive, but God says it's a choice and we are able to forgive with His help. Otherwise, He would not have commanded it. Our main text is 2 Corinthians chapter 2. So if you have your Bible handy, let's turn there now and get ready for our lesson. Now, you and I operate on a daily basis in the world, but Jesus said we're not of the world. When you are disciplined in a, in a church setting, you are no longer considered part of that church, but now you are in the world system, which is ruled by the devil. And in this realm, God chastens the individual by allowing Satan to inflict physical illness and even death, if necessary, upon that person, upon that professing Believer, that's why he says, I've delivered him to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. God uses Satan to deal with that person in a physical way. That's why when someone is is disciplined in the church, look for them to suffer in some way physically. They have been really handed over to Satan. If they don't repent, ultimately God will take them home. Now, Satan can't take their salvation away. That's why he says in verse 5, He said, so that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Their soul's not going to be lost, but they're going to be chastised and disciplined 
and God will use Satan. They're, they're not in the church anymore. Now, the Lord can still discipline us in the church, but there is a difference between that and being thrust out of the church. So I want you to know, think of the Corinthians. Those are pretty hard words, strong words that Paul had, had used. We don't see Paul using words like this anywhere else. Very strong words, at least not in the setting of church discipline. But now this man had repented, and Paul wanted the Corinthians to know that he would fully concur with their decision to forgive him. Lift the ban of discipline. In fact, the way it is worded, it appears that Paul has already forgiven this individual, and he has a specific reason for it. Notice the end of verse 10. He said, I did it. I've already done this. I did it. Watch this. For your sakes in the presence of Christ. The presence of Christ means the, under the watchful eye of Jesus. I did it with Jesus watching. But notice why he did it. He said, I did it for your sakes. There is something that Paul said relates forgiveness to something that's beneficial for you. He's urging the Corinthians to, to forgive this man because it would benefit them. How does it benefit you when you forgive somebody? How does it affect you? How is it for your in your best interest? Verse 11 gives us the answer. So that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his, meaning Satan's, schemes. The reason why it is so important that we as a church body forgive and you as individual believers forgive is because if we don't, we give Satan an opportunity to exploit the situation and gain a foothold in our lives. Any grudges you might have against someone else are always, always, always capitalized on by Satan to undermine your spiritual growth. He has an advantage in your life. According to this verse, verse 11, the devil actually has a strategy for local churches as well as individual Christians. He has a strategy for you. It's, it's found in the word schemes. Notice that word. It's how my translation translates. And that's a pretty good translation. Schemes. Take note of this. This word that's translated schemes is related to, a, to the Greek word for mind. It is not the exact word for mind, but it is related to the Greek word for mind. So the thought is that Satan targets our minds, our thinking, our mental faculties, and when he sees a conflict between believers, he swoops in to take advantage of that conflict by tempting you with distorted thinking. You don't think clearly. You don't think properly. Now, this isn't difficult to grasp. Let me illustrate it for you. When someone hurts us deeply, Satan targets your mind to be vengeful and unforgiving. That's what our natural temperaments and, and tendencies would, would be. We want to be vengeful. It's our society. Every action-packed movie you've ever seen is the good guy getting the bad guy at the end, and we applaud it. We've been waiting for this. And yet God tells us, don't be vengeful. In fact, let's look at Romans chapter 12. This is the decisions we have to make when we're confronted with this, and this is what Satan wants to do. He wants to, to target, he does target your thinking and tempt you to have distorted thinking. But you don't have to go there. You need to know what God's Word says. Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 17, the apostle tells the Christians at Rome, he says, never pay back evil for evil to anyone. 
Don't do that, even if you feel like doing it. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. And the reason he says this is that you make every effort to be at peace, but there are some people who just won't let you be at peace with them. But you make every effort. As far as it depends upon you, you go out of the way to make sure you have peace. There's no problem on your part. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. It is God's job to deal with people who sin against you, not your job. It's not your job to punish them. It's not your job to give the silent treatment. It's not your job to to withhold uh, your friendliness to them. It's not your job to do that. Let God deal with them in his own way and in his own time. He says, on the contrary, don't be vengeful, but verse 20, but if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. In other words, meet whatever needs he has. That's what you do. And then verse 21 sums it up and says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's what we're to be doing. That's what we're to do. But if you give into the thought that that you can't forgive and you won't forgive and you'll nurture this and you'll punish this person and you'll do all kinds of things mentally to them and all that, if you do that, then you have fallen into Satan's trap. And what is that trap? This is what First Peter 5 is talking about, at least in some respects. Your adversary, Peter says, the devil, prowls about like a walking lion a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He's seeking to devour you. And if he sees you have a conflict and you're struggling with with not forgiving somebody, he's got you. He's got you. Satan is just looking for an opening in your life, just a little crack to get his foot in the door. And that crack often comes when you don't forgive. It's a lack of forgiveness. If you refuse to forgive someone else, Satan will take advantage of you. I guarantee you that. He will. And you will end up being a backslidden, bitter, angry Christian. That's where many Christians are at. They're they're angry over things done to them years ago that they have not forgotten. And they will not forget and they will not move on. What's happened if that's the case? Satan has devoured you in the sense that you are a defeated, joyless believer. Satan has had his way in your life. Now listen, the devil is so subtle and so sinister that he can even defeat you when you're standing for something righteous and spiritual. Let me show you what I mean. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4. I have read and studied Ephesians chapter 4, and I have been very familiar with this passage, but until this week it never gripped my heart like it has now. I finally think that I understand Ephesians 4, verse 26. Paul says, be angry. Ephesians 4, verse 26, be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Now, most of our anger is selfish, self-centered, sinful pride. I mean, that's, that's where we mostly are. But there is an anger that's righteous indignation. There is an anger that's that's proper. Jesus had righteous indignation. That's when he he took the whip and and uh, chased out the money changers in the uh, in the temple area. So there is a righteous indignation. That's what Paul's talking about here. 
This type of anger hates what God hates. Immorality, injustice, rebellion, those things. We ought to hate the things that God hates. But watch this. Paul is teaching us even that anger, if it is prolonged, can turn into sinful hostility and a settled bitterness. Even anger over things that are unrighteous, if you don't put it away at the end of the day, set it aside. That's what he means. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. If you don't put that away, that anger can become settled and it can turn into sinful hostility. That's why he says in verse 27, and do not give the devil an opportunity. You give Satan an opportunity if you if you have even righteous indignation that that you just uh, dwell on. And you will become an angry person. I, I've seen this with people. I've, I've seen people who are angry over things uh, that they ought to be angry over. Things that they see done in, in churches that upset them or or modernistic things, and they ought to get angry. But you know what happens? Leave it. Get angry and then, and then move on. Don't dwell on that. Because what happens is that you, if you let that anger just uh, continue in you, you will develop a bad personal attitude. Because Satan will be right there to defeat you, and you won't even realize it because you'll think that your anger is for a righteous cause. I've seen this with people who love to label themselves fundamentalists. They're, they're fighting everybody. They're fighting everybody. They're so angry about liberalism that they've turned into angry people. They're nasty people. They're sour people. But the danger, and here's where it's so sinister of Satan, is that there's a pseudo-spirituality to that because they think they're standing for a righteous cause. It started out righteous, and the cause may still be right, but they're angry about everything. They're fighting everybody. That's the danger of it. You're angry over everything. Over everything. And, and it's a self-righteous arrogance. And it becomes an excuse for a bad attitude. So, I'm telling you, be careful about that. I think that's exactly what Paul is talking about. Don't let the sin go, don't let the sun go down on your anger because you give the devil an opportunity. Be careful about that. That's why there are so many of us as evangelicals and fundamentalists who who are sour people, joyless. We're mad at everything. And it ought not to be because Satan has defeated you. And you don't realize it because it's a self-righteous arrogance. But it's not only individual Christians that Satan targets. There have been many churches that have absolutely been destroyed by his assaults. Why? Because instead of forgiving each other in the congregation, they develop bad attitudes that never get resolved. And from those bad attitudes, they allow them to fester and grow to the point where the entire congregation becomes infected with animosity, division, and hard feelings. And and oftentimes churches pride themselves on that because they're so right on this issue. There are many churches that have been destroyed and have no unity anymore. They may still have a church building but they've been destroyed internally because of disunity stemming from proud, self-willed people with bad attitudes. And if you think it can happen at Lakeside, you are deceived. It can. And it's up to us to deal with it because we are the church. And we need to make sure that when a problem comes up, we confront it and we forgive people 
and we, we deal with it in a biblical manner. That's what Paul's telling the Corinthians. He's not telling the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 that they need to be defeated. He's telling them, notice verse 11 again. Let me read it to you, emphasizing Paul's point. So that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan. Here's the emphasis. For we are not ignorant of his schemes. We don't need to fall for it. Because we know his schemes. It's one thing to be ignorant. But, and maybe you were ignorant before you came into the service, but now you're not ignorant because we just went over this. What is the solution to Satan taking an advantage over us? It is to immediately forgive others. That's the solution. That's the solution. Immediately forgive others. Don't hold a grudge. Don't dwell on that insult. Get your mind on something else. Don't nurture that hurt feeling. Otherwise, you will be defeated. I mean, there are all kinds of people who, who leave churches over unresolved conflicts. And you know what? They go somewhere else and they take their problems with them. And they're going to have unresolved conflicts wherever they go. Because the solution is not just picking up, you know, like a little kid, I'm going to take my basketball and go home. You don't do that. Little kids do that. But Christians ought to be mature enough to deal with it. We forgive. We understand that whatever someone has done to us, I've done a lot more to the Lord, and He forgives me. And we don't have this self-righteous attitude. So we immediately forgive. You don't hold a grudge. You don't dwell on the insult. You don't nurture a hurt feeling. And if you find yourself today already defeated because you have not forgiven someone, then you need today to forgive them. Don't carry it another day. Don't let, even if you, even if you have an attitude towards something that is a righteous cause, don't let the sun go down on it. Don't let another day go, go by. Just leave it alone. You've expressed your righteousness, righteous indignation. Repent of the sin and be restored to fellowship with Christ. Now, this is Paul's solution to this church. This is why we ought to forgive. We forgive others for their sake to prevent excessive sorrow, but we forgive others for our own sake to make sure that we're protected from the enemy. Let's bow for prayer. And I want us to think about this because you may need to do something and act on God's word. Forgiveness isn't an academic issue. Forgiveness affects you. You need to make sure that you have not fallen prey to Satan. Don't let Satan deceive you into justifying a lack of forgiveness. We forgive by choosing to forgive with the same grace that God has forgiven you. You choose to do it. You don't wait till you feel like it. You don't even wait till the other person repents. You choose to forgive. Will you do that? Otherwise, you fall and pray for Satan. He's had his way in your life. And you will not grow spiritually like that. There are some believers, and it's pathetic, but that's where they're at. They've never moved on, never covered anyone else's sin. Everything in their life is someone attacking them, and they're overly sensitive. And you just can't grow that way. You just can't grow that way. 
for the sake of, of your own spiritual life, for the sake of, of our church, let's be quick to forgive. You can do it. The Holy Spirit indwells you. You can do anything God tells you to do. He tells us to forgive. If you don't do it, Satan can get in your life, he can get in the life of our church, and he will destroy whatever love and unity there is. But we are not ignorant of his devices. We turn to the Word of God, and we know we need to forgive. And I say to you, if you have never experienced God's initial forgiveness, then you can today by turning to Christ for your salvation. Father, every one of us understands about being hurt, being offended, being insulted, feeling left out, feeling sorry for ourselves, holding a grudge. And so I thank you for this word from you this morning. Lord, liberate us by these truths. You said that the truth will set us free. Lord, I pray for each one of us that we will develop the habit of forgiving others quickly, that we'll not give Satan an advantage in us or in our church, for we are not ignorant of his strategies, his mind games, his schemes. Lord, he plays with our minds, but we thank you that we, we can't even trust our mind, but we can trust the word of God. Fallen creatures that we are, even fallen in our minds, all we have is your word, and your word tells us to not be vengeful, not strike back, not put anybody on probation, but to forgive completely as we've been forgiven. So I pray, Lord, for those who have been in, in bondage to their own sin, I pray that today they would be released. I pray for your protection of us as a church body, that we would not allow Satan to destroy us, destroy our unity, destroy our love over such silly issues of sinful pride that refuses to forgive. Lord, may we not be a church divided into factions. So I pray you'll use this. Lord, and I pray for those who may not know Christ, that today might be the day where they can experience the wonderful joy that comes with the forgiveness of our sins through accepting your Son. Pray that you'll open their hearts, their minds to understand this, and that today they would know what salvation means. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Steve, and thank you for joining us today for Verse by Verse. I hope you have experienced the liberating, healing power of forgiveness, forgiveness from God, and forgiveness for the people who have wronged you. When we choose to forgive, we do something good for that person, and it's good for us too. Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff is our teacher for these daily lessons from the Word of God. Pastor Steve has been teaching for over 26 years at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. If you're in the Clearwater area on a Sunday morning and would like to worship with us, we hope you will pay us a visit. Pastor Steve would be thrilled to meet you. You'll find Lakeside at 1893 Sunset Point Road in Clearwater. Take Sunset Point Road from U.S. Highway 19. Lakeside will be about halfway to the beaches. Lakeside also operates one of the finest K-12 Christian schools in the area. To learn more about Lakeside Christian School, visit their website at lakesidechristianschool.org. 
That's lakesidechristianschool.org. Pastor Steve's messages come to you through Verse by Verse Ministries and this great radio station. Verse by Verse Ministries is a faith ministry supported by the prayers and gifts of interested listeners who have first been faithful to their own church. Our website is versebyverseradio.org. If you missed part of today's class or if you would just like to hear it again, it is available at the website. We have previous programs on our archives pages if you would like to go back and catch anything you missed in this series about forgiveness. Let me remind you also that we have a free podcasting service and a complimentary newsletter. Our website is the place to go for any of those needs. Once again, it is versebyverseradio.org. Today's class was the conclusion of a three-part message. To hear the entire message at once, you can order a cassette tape or an audio CD. Just call us at 727-441-1714. Leave your name and a number, and we will return your call during weekday office hours. That number again, 727 727- 4411714 On behalf of Pastor Steve and all the crew here at Verse by Verse Ministries, this is Peter Silseth saying thank you for listening. Please join us again for our next series of studies taken verse by verse from God's word. We are here to give you strength between Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.